Please feel very welcome to the house of the Lord. Our theme for the month is knowing the Holy Spirit. Knowing the Holy Spirit. We ought to know the Spirit of God. I believe that knowing the Holy Spirit is one of the greatest assignments that the believer has. Knowing the Holy Spirit is one of the greatest assignments that we have as children of God. Because after Jesus ascended into the heavens, it is now all about the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself did talk a lot about the Holy Spirit when he was about to leave the earth. In John chapter 14, reading from verse number 12, going down to 26, he highlights quite a number of things. In verse number 12, for instance, he says, More assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. In verse number 16 of John chapter 14, it says, And I will pray the Father. That is one way of saying, I will ask the Father. And he will give you another helper. Look at that. He will give you another helper. That is one way of saying, I have been your helper, but after me, another is coming. But this another helper who is coming is of equal status with me. Is another of the same kind. Another of the same kind. He is no less than me. He is another of equal status. I will pray the Father. And he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever. The Holy Spirit was given to the church to abide with the church forever. To abide with us forever. Now hear this. Who is this another helper? Verse number 17. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. That's the challenge of the world. The world of non-believers cannot see the Holy Spirit. Neither can they know him. But he says to them, but you know him. You know him. You know him. I wonder how many of us know the Holy Ghost. That is why this discussion this month is crucially important because we ought to know the Holy Ghost each one of us should have a personal revelation of the Spirit of God and that is why we took some time in some of our services last Sunday to show you who he is who is the Holy Spirit he is both God and a person as God, he must be reverenced. As a person, we must follow his instructions. We must fellowship with him. We must give heed to the things he tells us. We must yield to his orders and guidance. But you know him. Ask your neighbor, do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him? Jesus was so sure that 
his disciples knew him. I mean, there's no flattery in him. So when he says to them, but you know him, it means they really knew him. For he dwells with you and he will be in you. At that point for them, it was a matter of he will be in you. But today, we cannot talk about the Holy Spirit being in us because he's already in us. It's not a matter of he will be in us. Because as we are talking now, he is in us. Somebody shout, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. is in me. Is in Say it again, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Dwells, in dwells in me. Yes, he does. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse number 8. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man. But God, who has also given us what? His Holy Spirit. God has given us His Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit. Somebody shout with me, I have a gift from the Father. The Holy Spirit. Where is He? 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 14. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 14. That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells where, sir? In us. That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Who dwells in us. Somebody shout with me. The Holy Spirit. Dwells in me. First Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16. First Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God. And that the spirit of God dwells in you. It's a question. Do you not know? This is a question that is going to people that were misbehaving. This is you people. Do you not know that you are the temple of God? Those of us that gossip and engage in sexual immorality, fighting in our homes, quarreling the whole night, stealing here and there, some brothers smoking and drinking here and there, do you not know that you are the temple of God? And that the spirit of God dwells inside of you. Yes, he does. He dwells inside of us. When you understand this, you will not be afraid of anything in this life. When you understand this truth, when you have a revelation of it, there is no way you can be stranded. There is no way you can be living in the realm of worries and anxieties. Wondering whether God will assist you or not. No. Each one of us should take it upon ourselves. Not just to have had knowledge of this fact. But to have a revelation registered in our spirits. That the spirit of God abides. He dwells in us. So not only for two months. The master said he dwells in you. Shall dwell Abide with you for how long? Forever. 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 That is what we've read in that John chapter 14 and verse number 16. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Forever. Not only for two weeks, but forever. He dwells in me for how long? Forever. The question is, what is his mission? And so I will be speaking to us in this service on what I've captioned, the mission of the Holy Spirit on earth. The mission of the Holy Spirit on earth. What did he come to do? In the first service, we looked at the first aspect of his mission, we said he came to carry out God's salvation agenda 
in the earth. Because we saw in Matthew chapter 9 and verse number 38 that he is the Lord of the harvest. The Holy Spirit is the Lord of the harvest. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And we took some time in the first service to discuss how he carries that assignment out. But in this service, I want us to look at the second dimension of the mission of the Holy Spirit here on earth. The Holy Spirit has a mission of deepening our knowledge and relationship with God. He came with the mission of deepening our knowledge and relationship or walk with God. It is not possible, hear this, for us to know God without the active participation and ministration of the Holy Spirit. It is not possible. Nobody will ever know God apart from the Holy Ghost. How can it be? It's not possible for anybody to know God without the ministry of the Spirit. Without the ministry of the Spirit. Without the ministry of the Spirit. And by the way, I want us to know that God wants us to know him. We cannot relate with God acceptably if we don't know who he is. It is impossible to relate with God acceptably if we don't have the knowledge of him. That is why Apostle Paul made it his personal goal to know him. Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 10. Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 10. The Bible says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of, of his sufferings being conformed to his death. He says that I may know him. It must be the desire of every child of God to know God. It must be that heart-seated desire for every child of God to know God. We must endeavor to know God. We must know him. We must know him. In 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 18. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. The Bible says, But grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Jesus Christ, but grow in the grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is all about knowing him. You cannot relate with him effectively and acceptably if you don't know him. Some people were boasting about their money, their riches, their strength, their might. And so Jeremiah gave them a sermon. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse number 23 to 24. What did he say? Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Nor let the rich man glory in his riches. Verse 24. But let him who glories glory in this. So, boasting is not necessarily forbidden. Are we together here? Boasting is not necessarily forbidden. It is boasting about the wrong things that is forbidden. Have you seen it? It says there is a dimension of boasting that is acceptable. There is a dimension of boasting that is acceptable. It says let him who wants to boast, boast in this that he understands and knows me. That he understands and knows God. He says if there is any boasting at all. Boast on the fact that you know God. That you understand him. 
But there are so many people that are boasting and glorying about the wrong things. I have riches, I have a car, I have two houses, I have a husband, I have this. That's, that, those are the wrong things to boast about. It says, boast in this, that you understand and know God. 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 Do you know him? That is the question. Do you know God? Do you know God? And I'm saying to us, that it is virtually impossible for us to know God without the ministry of the Spirit. Without the ministry of the Spirit. That is why it must concern you what the Holy Spirit came to do here on earth. And I'm saying to us that he came to help us know God, deepen our knowledge of God. And our relationship or walk with him. This is the work that he came to facilitate. And what I want us to do in this service. Is to discuss the specific means. The specific ways that the Holy Spirit uses. To help us deepen our knowledge. And our understanding of God. How does he do it? How does he help us deepen our knowledge of God. And our relationship with him. Are you ready for this? Number one. He reveals the will of God to us. He reveals the will of God to us. He does it number one. By the revelation of the will of God. He reveals the will of God to us. Beloved. Without the Holy Spirit. It is not possible for us to know what God has in store for us and what he expects of us. Without the Holy Spirit, it is impossible for us to know what God has in store for us and what he expects of us. So one of the things that the Spirit of God does in helping us deepen our knowledge of God and our walk with him is to reveal the will of God to us. To reveal the mind of God to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verses 9 to 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 9 to 12. But as it is written. I has not seen nor ear heard. Nor have entered into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. Verse number 10, now hear this. But God has revealed those things. Which things? Let's get back to verse number 9. Which things has God revealed to us? The Bible says things that the eye has not seen, things that the ear has not heard, things that have not entered into the heart of man, meaning the things that God has prepared for those who love him, these things have been revealed to those that love God through who? Verse number 10. Please let's get back there. says, but God has revealed these things to us through his spirit. Through the Holy Ghost. Capital A, spirit there is capital A, meaning the Holy Spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep Things of God. So if you want to go deep into God, you need the Holy Ghost. You cannot go deep into God. The knowledge of God. The fellowship of God. Your relationship with God. Without the depth of his ministry. Without the depth of the ministry of the Spirit of God. I hope it is making sense. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Why should it be so? Verse number 11. Hear this. For what man knows. The things of a man. Except the spirit of the man. Which is in him. That is true. It is your spirit. That knows the things that I knew. Your spirit knows what you are thinking right now. He knows it. That you are thinking about breakfast. Or lunch. And what? Your spirit. 
Even so, no one here this knows the things of God. Beloved, that is why I told you, you cannot know God apart from the Spirit of God. You cannot know God apart from the Spirit of God. Because it is the Spirit of God that knows the things of God. What God is thinking about you. The plan that God has for you. The next steps that God wants you to take. It is the Spirit of God who knows. It is the Spirit of God who knows. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So if you want to have access to the things of God, you need to connect with the Spirit of God because He's the only one who knows the things of God. Oh my God. Verse number 12. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. So the spirit who is from God dwells inside of us and he is the one who knows the things of God. So if I connect with him, even as he is already inside of me, then what will I know at the end of the day? I will know the things of God. By the revelation of the Holy Ghost. Now, here is how the master put it. John chapter 16, 14 to 15. Let's start from verse number 13. John chapter 16. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all things. We'll talk about that later. For he will, hear this, not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Now hear this. Verse number 14. He will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So if you want to know what Jesus has for you, you need to connect with the Holy Ghost. Because he's the one who is a divine informant. If you like, the Holy Spirit is a divine informant. He is the one who takes information from the Godhead and makes it known to you. He takes the information from the Godhead and he makes it known to the believer, to the church, to the church. He will take of what is mine. He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So you will not know anything of what is of Jesus unless and until the Holy Ghost declares it to you. And how can he declare it to you if you don't connect with him? Verse 15. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. He's talking about the deep things of God that Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Because he says, whatever deep things that God has, they are Jesus's. They belong to Jesus. So he says, whatever the Father has, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that the Holy Ghost will take of mine and declare it to you. That means, I believe our greatest assignment in this life is to connect with the Holy Ghost. Because if I connect with him, I will know the deep things of God. He will declare them to me. He will take them from Jesus and he will declare them to me. Because the Bible says the Holy Ghost will not speak on his own authority. No, he will only speak to you what he hears. What the father and the son are discussing concerning your marriage, concerning your business, concerning your career, concerning your destiny, is what the Holy Ghost shall declare to you. But how can he declare anything to unconcerned, ignorant people that don't know the place of the Spirit of God in their lives? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I'm teaching important things here. 
Because some of you thought that we only talk about breakthrough here. We also talk about Holy Ghost. We are talking, tell your neighbor, I'm learning about the Holy Ghost here. Hallelujah. Some of you thought that Pastor only knows principles about marital peace. Does he really know about the Holy Ghost? So I will show you that I know about the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Tell the neighbor, you need the Holy Ghost. Life without the Spirit of God is burdensome. Because you are like a man groping in darkness. You don't know what to do. You're operating by trial and error. That is why we need to connect with the Spirit of God. The good news is that the Spirit of God is already inside of us. He's not in Alaska. He is inside of you. Where is the Holy Spirit? Inside of you. Your own challenge is that you sideline him. And it is because of your ignorance. And so I believe that this particular discussion should take us into March. We want to have an extensive discussion on the subject of the Holy Spirit. Because if we can get it right on the Holy Spirit, we'll get it right in all other aspects of life. I'm telling you the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. You see, when you understand this, you can never be confused any day. Never. Never. You can never be confused about anything when you understand the place of the Spirit of God in your personal life. Now hear this. He reveals the will of God to us. Number two. How does the Holy Spirit deepen our knowledge of God and our relationship and walk with him? Number two. He guides us into all truth. So we'll get back to John chapter 16 and verse number 13. He provides guidance. He's the one that has been given charge to order our steps. Every promise of guidance that God has given us in the scriptures is executed, carried out by the Holy Spirit. I'll come again. Every promise of God's guidance upon his people, upon his church, upon his children is carried out by the Holy Spirit. When God says, for example, in Psalm 32 and verse number 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go, and I will guide you with my eye, that is carried out by the Holy Spirit. That is carried out by the Holy Spirit. When the psalmist testifies in Psalm 23 and verse number 1, Going into 2, Psalm 23, verse number 1 into 2. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse number 2, verse number 2. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. And then he says, he leads me. He leads me. This is the work that the Holy Spirit carries out. The Lord is my shepherd. And we know that now the Lord is the Spirit. Now, the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So, the Holy Spirit has been given to us to exercise lordship upon us. To order our steps. To lead us in the right way. To lead us in the right way. To lead us in the right way. Psalm 78 and verse 53. Psalm 78 and verse number 53. What does it say? And he led them on safely so that they did not fear, but the sea overwhelmed their enemies. Says, he led them on safely. That is the role of the Spirit of God in this dispensation. He orders our steps. He guides us. The Holy Spirit will guide you. That is what Jesus told us in that John chapter 16 and verse number 13, if you can please get back there. John chapter 16 and verse number 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. 
he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority. So he speaks. That is what we learned last Sunday. That the Holy Ghost speaks. He speaks. In guiding you, he will speak to you. So each one of us should acquaint ourselves with the voice of the Spirit of God. We must acquaint ourselves with the voice of the Spirit. Because he speaks. He will guide you. He will guide you. He will guide you. I believe that one of these Sundays we can have a discussion on how to be led by the Holy Spirit. How to be guided. It's not enough to just know that he will guide you. How does he do it? So let's make that a subject, a discussion for another Sunday. Praise the name of Jesus. I said praise the name of Jesus. He will guide you into how much truth? All. All. Oh, if there is any dimension of guidance you need, it is available in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit has it. If there is anything you want to know by way of guidance, the Holy Spirit has been given responsibility to carry it out in your life. He guides us. Now, here it is. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 14. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 14. For as many as are laid by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. He's there to guide us. He wants to guide you in business. He wants to guide you in business. He wants to guide you in marriage. He wants to guide you in ministry. He wants to guide you in how you handle yourself in life. He's there to order your steps. He's there to guide you as one of the strategies or the means of helping you deepen your knowledge of God and your walk with him. Number three. Let's look at this. He teaches us all things and empowers us to be doers of the same. He teaches us all things and empowers us to be doers of the same. Hear this. There is nothing needful that the Holy Spirit cannot teach us. There is nothing needful that the Holy Spirit cannot teach us. So the teaching ministry of the Spirit of God goes beyond spiritual matters. Please understand that. For example, the anointing the Holy Ghost gives us is not just for ministry. No. So the teachings of the Spirit of God should not be limited to spiritual issues like ministry, uh, how to grow a church, how to work miracles or signs and wonders. No, not at all. The teaching ministry of the Spirit of God casts across all facets of life. The Holy Spirit has capacity to teach you how to raise your children. He has the capacity to teach you how to succeed as a scientist. How to, to succeed as an accountant. How to succeed in business. And it doesn't matter the nature of the business. Whether you're in the farming business, fish selling business... Oh, uh, animal husbandry, crop husbandry, whatever you are doing, whatever your profession, the Holy Spirit has the know-how to help you succeed in that field. The Holy Spirit has the know-how. The Holy Spirit has the know-how. So you can be an outstanding accountant by the teaching ministry of the Spirit of God. I mean, I saw something in Exodus 31. Let's look at it. Exodus 31 and verses 1 to 5. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah. Verse number 3. Now hear this. Hear this. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God. I have filled him with the Holy Ghost. In wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. Verse number four. I want to show you something. 
to design artistic works. This thing, architecture or whatever you do for four years in the university, Bezalel got it by the feeling of the Spirit of God. There are many things we are struggling to get that we didn't need to struggle to get them because the Holy Ghost has them. The Holy Ghost has them. He gave Bezalel a qualification in artistic designs to work in gold and in silver and in bronze mining business. All kinds of things, all kinds of this geology you are doing, others got it by the Holy Ghost. You are the one limiting yourself. You are limiting yourself. There is much more that God wants you to do, but you are limiting yourself because you are not relating properly, correctly, effectively, and successfully, and even comprehensively with the Holy Ghost. You only call upon him. You only engage the Holy Ghost when it is time to lead intercession. Holy Ghost, I am on the program to lead intercession on Sunday. Fire, 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 fire. No! You need him in business. You need him in your marriage. The Holy Spirit can teach you how to handle your difficult child. The Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, show me how to handle this boy. Show me. Show me. He will show you. He will show you. Your problem is you are too emotional. Hey, my boy, if you are my son, if you came from my womb, hey, 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 ask the Holy Ghost. Ask the Holy Ghost. Tell your neighbor, ask the Holy Ghost. Anything that seems to be confusing to you, you don't understand it. I, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to go about this. Engage the Holy Spirit about it. Engage the Holy He will show you the right thing to do. He's the teacher. He will show you how to love your wife. Some men have problems loving their wives. And some women have problems yielding, submitting to their husbands. The Holy Ghost will show you how to do it. Hallelujah. He has been given to us as, hear this, a helper. You remember who read that? A helper. Now, that word or term, name, helper, signifies someone who goes alongside. Someone who goes alongside. In case you are stranded, he is there to show you. So he's an instructor. The Holy Spirit is an instructor. And in driving, even in aviation, those who train pilots are called instructors. They are called what? Instructors. Now, in driving, an instructor does not drive for you. Does he drive for you? No. You are the one who drives, but he instructs you. Not this way. This way. Hey, 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 break, 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 break. And if you are not breaking, he will help you to break. How <laughs> <laughs> together? That's exactly what the Holy Ghost does. And another word for helper is standby. Eh? Like you have what do we call standby generator so that when is it ESCOM? When ESCOM, is it ESCOM or Enjego? Is it, which one now? Okay, we'll call them both. If they misbehave, then the standby generator picks up. So there is no power interruption. From, to, from this hour, there shall be no interruptions in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I said from this hour, your life will never be interrupted. Your finances will never be interrupted. Your business will never be interrupted. Your marriage will never be interrupted. Your career will never be interrupted. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. When it seems like you are reaching a dead end, 
the standby Holy Ghost shall come in to take over. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I said in the mighty name of Jesus. He is your standby. The Holy Ghost is your standby. In case somebody wants to disadvantage you, he comes in to slap them. This year, I see him slap all your opposers. I see him slap all your accusers. I see him destroy all your destroyers. I see him trouble all your troublers. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lift your right hand and shout, I receive my portion. Say it again, I receive my portion. Hallelujah. You remember what happened in 1 Kings chapter 17 when Elijah made that proclamation that as long as the Lord God lives before whom I stand, there shall neither be rain nor dew in this land. Beginning verse number 2, we see God telling Elijah to go to the river Corinth. That's what the Holy Ghost does. When there is no food in Samaria, he comes in with a solution quickly. So you don't face any kind of interruption. You don't face any kind of interruption. What? Samaria has become dry of food? Well, boy, get away from here. And turn eastward and hide by the brook Carith, which flows into the Jordan. What is going to happen there? Verse number four. Verse number four, it says, hey, quickly, what is happening here? And it will be that you shall drink from the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. That is what the Holy Ghost does as a standby minister of your life. He's a standby agent. He was sent of the Godhead to stand by you. In case there is any kind of interruption, he comes in with a solution. In case of any kind of interruption, he comes in with a solution immediately. So there is a seamless flow of life. This kind of seamlessness is hitting you on all directions in the name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus Christ. In your life you shall experience Divine seamlessness in the name of Jesus Christ. You just be flowing, just flowing, just flowing. Now receive the flow in the name of Jesus. I said, receive the flow in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I receive the flow. Say it again, I receive the flow. Hallelujah. Beloved, don't you think that He came only to give us tongues? Don't you think that the Holy Ghost just came to give us what? Tongues. No. Of course, we'll have a session on the power of speaking in tongues. Why must every Christian speak in tongues? Ask anybody, do you speak in tongues? Hmm? What are they saying? Do they speak in tongues? Ask them, do you speak in tongues? You, you. This face, does it speak in tongues, this face? There's power in speaking in tongues. We'll look at that. And then we'll also help those that don't do it, that don't speak the language, to receive the baptism of the Spirit, evidenced by the speaking of the language. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can't be a Christian who does not speak in tongues. I know that the issue of speaking in tongues is very controversial. Others think it is a church thing. It is not a church thing. It is a Holy Ghost thing. (laughs) It is not a church doctrine. The issue of speaking in tongues is not a church doctrine. It is a Holy Ghost doctrine when he came on them they spoke in other tongues we'll talk about that praise the lord i said praise the lord ask your neighbor who is teaching you who is teaching you 
Some people are being taught by the traditions of their fathers. Now we come from Zimba in our village. Hey, hey, allow the Holy Ghost to teach you. Don't bring us some Zimba stuff here. We want Holy Ghost stuff. Holy Ghost stuff is more superior than any stuff you can talk about. Hallelujah. Some of you, you need him to teach you how to live a holy life. Because that's your area of struggle. Whatever you are calling your area of struggle, the Holy Ghost has the know-how to teach you how to overcome. To teach you how to have it well in those areas of struggle. Now hear this. What else does he do? Have I given you a scripture for number three? You can add John 14 and verse 26. It's important. Where are we? Are we on teaching or guidance? So John 14, 26 then. You need to write that down. But he is the helper of the Holy Ghost. Whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you how many things? All things. And bring to your what? Remembrance. How many things? All things. Now, if you're a student, here is your secret. You study and study from the beginning of the semester to the end. Sometimes you may not recall everything. So you need the Holy Ghost. To bring to your remembrance all things. All things. You don't have to belabor yourself like one particular young man whose story really excited me. I, was, I, I laughed and laughed. He was writing exams. And he carried a picture of his girlfriend to the exam room. When the examiner said, start. The invigilator, when he said, start, he opened the question sheet. Question number one, I don't know. Question number two, ay, 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 ay. Question number three, ah, ah, ah. Question number four. He was like blank. And then he picked out the picture of his girlfriend. He looked, he looked at it and he said, I want to marry this girl. <laughs> uh, so I will not allow that I should make a fool of myself by failing this exam. I must answer these questions. <laughs> so he started question one. Whether right or wrong, I must answer something. <laughs> question two. When he reached question three, he was stuck. He picked it again. I can't miss this girl. I have to write. You, know, you don't have to belabor yourself like that. You just need the Holy Ghost to remind you of the stuff you have been studying, you have been reading, you have been discussing with your friends. Hallelujah. If you're a student, lift your right hand. If you are studying, lift your right hand. I decree upon your life today that failing in any paper, any exam, from this hour, is not permitted in your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I said in the name of Jesus. Amen. When you seem like you are stuck in a particular exam, question, or whatever it is, whether you are writing a dissertation, a project, or whatever paper I decree, the Holy Ghost shall bring to remembrance the things that you need to know in order to answer those questions correctly and carry out those assignments correctly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I said in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It is done. Amen. So... Somehow the invigilator saw this boy picking something. So what's happening? You're cheating. What's going on here? He said, sir, the exam is tough. So I'm using this picture. It's not that there is anything. It's just this picture. This girl is the one I want to marry. 
and for me to do it properly, I have to pass this exam, sir. <laughs> so it's not that I'm doing anything sinister here. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor you need the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, you need him. Now, hear this. Number, number four. What else does the Spirit of God do to deepen our knowledge of God and our relationship with him? Number four. He empowers our prayers. He empowers our prayers. Prayer is effective when it is Holy Ghost inspired. When it is Holy Ghost inspired. Romans chapter 8 verses 26 to 27 shows us that the Holy Spirit teaches us to pray. He helps us in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit is there to help us to make intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. If you look at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6. And verse 18, praying always with all what? Prayer and supplication in the spirit. And spirit there is capital S meaning in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. That is why we also need the language of tongues. Because that becomes part of our prayer language. Part of our prayer language. Where you don't just pray in Tumbuka, English, Yao and what? You also pray in tongues. You pray in the language of the Spirit. That way you can pray all the night through without getting tired. Now, why don't you do some praying in tongues? Do some praying in tongues. And those of you that do not, don't be offended. Just go ahead and pray in tongues. In Jesus' precious name. You see, you can do that all the way to 5 p.m. without getting tired. But with your spirit, you are uttering mysteries before God. Praise the name of Jesus. I said praise the name of Jesus. Jude verse 20. Jude verse 20. It says, building on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. He empowers us. He empowers our prayers. He empowers our prayers. Says praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. I pray for you today that you shall pray Holy Ghost empowered prayers in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Number five. Number five. How else does the Holy Spirit carry out this ministry of deepening our relationship with God and our knowledge of him? Hear this. He helps us to know and understand God's word. He helps us to know and understand God's word. Because we see in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 to 17. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 to 17. That the Holy Scriptures were authored by the Holy Ghost. And that from childhood. You have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Verse number 16. says, all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Inspiration there simply means the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. Can we look at Job 32 verse 8? Job 32 verse 8. But there is a spirit in man and the breath of the Almighty, that is the inspiration. Have you seen the word breath? The breath of the Almighty gives him what? Understanding. Now, let's look at the same verse in the King James Version. You see that that word breath is now what? Inspiration. 
inspiration. So when he says all scripture was given by inspiration of God, he's talking about the breath of God. And the breath of God is the Holy Ghost. Are we together here? Hallelujah. So you cannot know the scriptures the way you're supposed to know them without the ministry of the Spirit. He's there to open our eyes. Like the psalmist will pray in Psalm 119 verse 18. Psalm 119 verse 18. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. The one who opens your eyes so you can get deep revelations of scriptures. You start at the Bible is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. You need him to open your eyes. You need him to open your eyes. Remember that he shall guide you into all truth. And it was Jesus who prayed to the Father. In John chapter 17. Thy word is what? Truth. Thy word is truth. So the Holy Ghost will guide you into all verses. Chapters and books of the Bible. He will remove the veil. He will unveil. He will take away scales. Spiritual scales from your eyes. Spiritual blindness. So you can see what you're supposed to see. And beginning this hour. As you study your Bible. You shall come across details that you have never come across before. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Revelations will be jumping from the pages of scripture into your heart to transform your life in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Please, I'm praying for you. Can I hear loud a shout of amen? More importantly also, point number six. The Holy Spirit imparts, hear this, the character and nature of God in us. He imparts the character and nature of God in us. The character of God. You cannot be God-like without the ministry of the Spirit. Without the ministry of the Spirit. Many times people struggle to be like Christ. Because they have no regard for the Spirit. It is the Spirit who is going to impart upon you the nature of God, the character of God. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit, which is one way of saying, but the character of God. The character of God, the character of Christ is love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, kindness. When you look inside Christ, these are the things you see. These are the things you see. So we also need to have one of these days a discussion on the fruit of the Spirit and how we can have them manifested in our lives. Are we together here? Sometimes the church has gone too far. Into marital excellence, financial breakthrough, what else? Fruit of the womb. But we are talking to people that don't have the fruit. They want the fruit of the womb, but they don't have the fruit of the spirit. So I would rather have the fruit of the spirit than have the fruit of the womb. Ah, somebody says, Pastor, you are joking. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. This is the character of God. This is the word description of the nature of God, the character of God. And it is the work of the Spirit. Have you seen it? The fruit of the Spirit. And Spirit is capital S, meaning the Holy Spirit. I wonder what you can do in this life without the Spirit. There is nothing. Literally. Of course, you can be angry without the spirit. But if you are talking of something serious, something godly, you cannot achieve it without the ministry of the spirit of God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. 
He's there to impart the character. And I wonder how much of the character of God is manifesting in your life. I wonder how much of the character of God, how much of love, love. Some of you may have love, joy, peace. Your problem is you cannot suffer long. You can only suffer short. Long suffering you don't have. Any little thing, you slap someone. Any little, any, anything little, you will stop eating. Ah, why have you, are you fasting? No. Uh, are you sick? No. What is it? I'm angry. You like what? Long suffering. Some people, they have long suffering, but they have a bankruptcy of goodness. Where they arrive, things must scatter. They don't have goodness. Others, they have everything. They lack faithfulness. Ask your neighbor, are you faithful? Next verse. Look at next verse. Gentleness. Others, they have everything minus gentleness. Others, they have eight minus self-control. There is no self-control, sir. Any temptation that comes knocks him down. <laughs> Tell your neighbor you need all the nine segments. Tell them you need all the nine. You need all the nine. You need not only four. So many people are operating at 60%. 60%. That is why one, one day when they come to church, you see them when he's dancing. You just know that, huh? At least something in line with the 60% has happened. <laughs> but when something out, outside the 60, something within the 40% has happened. Brethren, let's sing. You just know that I think it is gentleness now that has been tampered with. <laughs> I pray for grace for you to have all the nine. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I said in the mighty name of Jesus. Please, have you learned something here? Why don't you jump on your feet and begin to celebrate Jesus? Begin to celebrate the Lord. Celebrate him, everyone. Lift your two hands and begin to bless the King of glory. Worship him, everyone. Worship him, bless him. Worship him and bless him. Worship him, glorify him. Glorify him, glorify him, glorify him. Bless the King of glory. Oh, Holy Ghost, we bless you. Holy Ghost, we bless you. Lift your voice and bless the Lord, everyone. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. We worship your holy name. You are such a great God. You are such an awesome God. Father, we love you. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Now may the Lord bless you. Amen. May he give you peace. Amen. Success and prosperity. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All your prayers have been answered. Amen. May the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is also our Father, Grant you all the desires of your heart. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This is your week of favor. Amen. It is your week of testimonies. Amen. It is your week of good news. Amen. Good news of joy. Amen. Good news of testimonies. Amen. Good news of breakthroughs. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I said in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whoever had come to this meeting sick, you're going back home totally free. Amen. If you came here burdened, you're going home totally free. Amen. If you come here with a concern, that concern has been corrected. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I see God wiping away all your tears. Amen. 
Whatever was causing you tears, we tear it apart right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. All your troublers are troubled in the name of Jesus. Every door that must open for you is now open in the name of Jesus Christ. I said it is now open unto you in the name of Jesus Christ. This week is your week of uncommon breakthroughs. Uncommon favor. Uncommon testimonies. Uncommon joy. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I said in the mighty name of Jesus. That testimony you've been waiting for all this while. Is coming in your direction this week. In the name of Jesus. Those that must remember you will be remembering you this week. In the mighty name of Jesus. By the time you'll be coming here for another service like this, you shall come with a testimony. I said you'll be coming here with a testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus. Please, you believe that? Can I hear a shout of amen? Now, I decree over someone here that which your hand has never handled before. May you handle it this week. I said, may you handle it this week. In the name of Jesus. Please, can I hear a loud shout of amen? Give the Lord a clap of celebration. Now, Psalm 23 and verse number 6. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. God bless you.